What's going on, film family? Before we get started, I want to talk to you about something, and that's Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Hold on, let me explain. First, it's free. There's creation tools that let you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more places. And you can also make money from your podcast. I know that's the part that's the part that everyone's going to like. You can make money with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Let's get to the show. In a land far, far away, not really, two brave souls unite. Unite to embark on a mission to review the greatest films, or at least somewhat watchable. Join in on the journey with the professionally unprofessional film critics, the Film Bros. This product is rated B for badass. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Film Frequency. I am one of your hosts. CEO Hayes, or just Hayes, don't have to be formal, and I'm here with my brother, the prodigal one himself, Mr. JB, what's going on? What's going on, CEO Hayes, what is going on, film family? Man, so we are here, uh, we didn't we didn't get A to record together, um, and I know it's not a week that we usually do a mini so so we decided to come together, talk some news, and you know what, honestly, there has been quite a bit of news to drop, uh, so it's good that we're doing this without waiting to get to keep it in real. So, Absolutely. Are you ready we wanted to, to give you guys a little bit something extra since we gave you a short episode, a little bonus. <laughs> Is that what you tell your woman? That's a lot of bonus. <laughs> so let's hop, hop into the topics. This one we're already kind of a little late on, and that is that MoviePass is officially declared for bankruptcy. MoviePass, and you know, JB, you know me. When MoviePass first came out, I was all about that MoviePass life. I was telling you guys about it. I, I screamed how great it was because initially when it came out with the unlimited plan and you got to see as many movies as you wanted, it was a great value for the plan. And then they started changing the plan a little bit. And that's when I jumped ship and I went to something else. But then after that, they had just they had some terrible business practices. You know, you hear about they were reactivating people's memberships automatically. Um, people would call and they would be trained like some of the employees came out. They would be trained to like give people a run around just terrible business practices. Um, and, you know, that model was never actually going to work. It works for something like AMC because it's owned by a theater, which the theaters make the most money off concessions. So the theaters have incentive to try to give discounted tickets or free tickets away in some instances. Movie pass. It was like a blueprint, right? <laughs> they gave they gave the blueprint to people to sit there and, and expand on it. But what do you think about MoviePass finally uh, being kaput for good? Yeah, I mean, when you first told me about it, I had never heard about it. And when you first told me about it, you know, seeing unlimited movies for 10 bucks a month, that's ridiculous for MoviePass. And it's just not sustainable. And, I mean, you and I are both kind of numbers guys and, you know, economy. And that's kind of us by day, our trades and stuff like that. And just the way the businesses ran, I, I never realized how it was ran, but I mean, you go see a movie, the movie may cost 12, 15 bucks. The way it worked was that movie pass was getting charged to 12, $15. Mm-hmm. And they were kind of like, like MasterCard. They, they were, it's like MasterCard was fronting them the money basically and they would pay back MasterCard. So if I saw like 10 movies in a month, that's a, you know, maybe $120 right there. And all they got from me is 10 bucks. That model was never going to be sustainable. On top of that, they were shady as shit. Because, oh. like you said, they were looking, they were collecting data. 
trying to sell data. Yeah. I mean, they got 3 million subscribers like quick, like in their first year, I believe. And on top of that, they were trying to sc- screw the movie theaters because they were trying to say like, they were trying to like, like, like mafia their ass. Like, listen, if, <laughs> if, if you don't, if you don't pay us or give us part, they want part of the concession. Cause like you said, that's yeah. where the money's concession stands. If you don't give us a part of the, the concession, maybe we'll just remove your movies or, or your movie theater off the list. But the movie theaters were like, fuck off. Do what you got to do. We don't give, We don't care. Well, yeah, and AMC was the first one to do that. There was actually, AMC was the first one to kind of push back on it. And then people talked about, like, magically the AMC viewings, when they tried to click it, it just said failed. Like, they didn't straight out remove, like, just those shady business practices from the get-go. Now, AMC has, I think it's called AMC Stubs or Premiere. I can't remember which one it's called, but it's a great service. It's, it's a very refined version of MoviePass. But it's, yeah, they just, shitty, man. They just, and look, their, their initial goal was to sell data. Now, that Facebook thing happened, and that kind of put the kibosh or slowed down their plans to sell data. If they would have been able to start selling that data faster, they would still be around. And it's kind of good that it didn't happen, because imagine how shitty these business practices are if they were allowed to live. I can't, I mean... I feel bad. I feel bad for the company. Obviously, I feel bad for. I feel bad for the employees. Fuck the company. That's what I meant to say. Not fuck the CEO and the president, all the people who were behind this shitty shit, but the employees. I feel bad for the consumers, you and everybody else. And one thing that people are not talking about is the freaking shareholders because MoviePass was owned by a, a sister, uh, excuse me, a parent company, which I, I cannot. It's Helios, and I don't remember the exact name yeah. of the company. But because MoviePass was drained the shit out of them, both companies ended up filing Chapter 7, bankruptcy. That's it. They owe, I believe, 12,000 customers about an average of $100. We're talking, um, I think it's $1.2 million, if I'm not mistaken. So that's it. They're done. I feel bad for the shareholders, though, because at one point, this stock was like, if, if I did my research, the stocks, yeah. it was at 5,100 with stock splits and shit like that. The shit went from that to zero. I mean, there are people that put in thousands of dollars and they were talking about they cashed out for 80 cents. It's crazy. Yeah, that's that's wild, bro. But I mean, to each his own. That's it. Put it in the nail in the head. Uh, Why don't we talk about something a little bit more successful? Yeah, yeah, we're going to get into something more successful. So Disney Plus announced they had their shareholders call and uh, Bob Iger announced that they have 28.6 million subscribers in three months. Now, I'm not sure. I know Netflix is in the hundred over 100 million subscribers. I can't remember the exact number, Um, but when we've always said it's going to take a, a long time before they even get to the point where they can start cutting into Netflix's share if it even happens. But the fact that they have 28.6 million million subscribers already, it says a lot. And I was just in, our, in the last episode that we had split. I talked about should have should Disney Plus have had more exclusives ready to go. Really, the Mandalorian, and then it's been kind of dead since then. But clearly, Disney's properties are are worth it to people because 28.6 million. That's a lot. Yeah, I mean it's a shit ton of a lot. Now Netflix is still the king, but. Yeah, and I believe Netflix definitely is in the nine figures over 100 million, if I'm not mistaken. However, one thing to note at this point, I mean, as of December 28, um, I believe, yeah, December 28, Disney Plus was about 25.6 million, if I'm not mistaken. And then year to date, which is basically you're talking about a month later, they've jumped to 28 million. That 25 million dollar range, Netflix took about five years to get to that. Yeah. But, 
These guys did in a couple months. Yeah, but to put that in perspective, Netflix cut out a whole new arena. Like when they the streaming thing was was brand new. So of course, now did like we are streaming is more the norm now. So of course they're gonna they're gonna have the success faster. It's just can they sustain it like Netflix did? But Disney Disney has a the name notoriety, but they also have the bundle because I was also looking into it. ESPN Plus, which brings a lot of shit up as well. They're at 7.6 million. Hulu's over 30 million. You can bundle all three. I don't remember the price. You might know, but I don't remember the price bundling all three. You bundle all three. We talked about this when we first talked about Disney Plus. You got the sports for the guys. You got Disney for the kids. And you got Hulu for the mom that wants to watch her, her you know, Real Housewives or whatever the fuck. Well, you got, you got Hulu not even just for that, but Hulu for literally every, like that. They basically made a cable package. Because if you look at it, let's look at Disney Plus as the HBO, right? Let's just say that that's what it is in that streaming package. Hulu's more so the regular TV. Like, you get all your regular TV shows basically on there. Your your locals, your uh, things that are on the NBC and everything like that, your SVUs, all that you get um, from Hulu. And then you get your sports from ESPN. They've really made themselves, it's like the new cable model. To be honest, and I think it's only for like twenty bucks. You yeah, know? I think it's nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. So you know, it's gonna be interesting to see because we know Ver- they made an amazing deal with Verizon, where if you sign up for Verizon, you got a year free. And um, it's gonna be interesting to see what the conversion is. I do know they didn't give hard numbers, but I know they originally gave I think like the first month free or first three months free mm-hmm. to anyone who signed up, and they said the conversions were amazing. Now, one other thing to note though is they like. In terms of profits, they are like way in the hole. I do think if eventually they will be profitable, but at the beginning they're going to be like, I mean, their 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 overall profit for the company they were down like a shit ton of money. Well, yeah, I mean, that's Disney is spending a lot of money right now. Uh, they talked about the budgets for a lot of their originals are movie level budgets, so it makes sense. Um, why they're in the hole right now, but I think that they're future proofing themselves. Like they're spending a lot of money now to make more money on the back end, hopefully. And I hope that it's it's successful for them. I know I love the Mandalorian. You're not a Star Wars fan, but we outside of like that in the Marvel thing, we got um a new honey I shrunk the kids coming with it oh, just okay. it just was announced that uh that Rick Moranis is actually coming back for that in some capacity. Cool. Um we got uh Home Alone. They're doing that as a series really? I believe on there. Um and so they're they're bringing a lot of the the old properties back uh as well and, and revamping them and you know people are going to check it out for the nostalgia now the quality is what's going to keep them coming back to it or not to see how successful it is but they're putting huge budgets behind this stuff and that's what i named without the marvel stuff and we also have like five different marvel shows coming there here uh soon so they, they know what they're doing yeah it's gonna it's gonna be a battle with them and netflix and the I real winner think, here i don't see be- it as a battle though you don't think it's going to be a battle? I don't think it's. I think. I think that they've cut out. They're cutting out different lanes. I honestly think the battle is going to eventually be more between Hulu and Netflix. Now that is still Disney owned, so I guess there's a battle in that sense. But I don't. I think Disney Plus is really starting. To, it's really as you look at it, it's cutting itself into its own lane. I think people are going to feel confident in subscribing to both. That's why I don't think it's a battle. If one was going to take from the other, I think ultimately Disney Plus how good their exclusives are are going to kick Hulu I mean uh kick 
kicked Netflix up in there. And Netflix is already doubling down on exclusives because as all these other companies who used to stream their, their product there, as they're creating their own thing, Netflix is making more and more originals. And as, because of that, and if both originals are good, people are going to subscribe to both. Yeah, I think I think so. But at the end of the day, come on, bro, it's business. Even though it might not be out there, they're gonna they're gonna both be hoping that they crush the other one. Sure. I don't think it, it, the business is always gonna be business. They're gonna Disney's gonna want their market share, and they're gonna want you know Netflix is gonna want their market share. But at the end of the day, we're the real winners because when there's competition, there's quality. So yeah. ten years down the road, mark my words. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Good. Mark, mark my words. Disney's going to buy Netflix. This is going to be a WWE WCW situation. You think that Disney will buy it? It may not. Ta- it may take twenty years. I'm saying eventually it's going to happen. And then they're going to start charging hundred dollars a month. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, just watch. Or or they're going to partner in some way where you can package and get both for like fifty bucks a month. Like it's going to happen. I can see something like that, like a little merge. Yeah. It's, it's, it, just mark my words like Disney buys everything of it either they're going to get bought by Disney or they're going to get bought by like Google it's one or the other like it's, it's, something's going to happen there. Disney in 20 years Disney's going to own everything oh yeah yeah we're going to own us Di- he already got he's going to own the hat I'm yeah. wearing he's gonna own every- well actually they do own the hat I'm wearing <laughs> but they're going to own everything absolutely all right um all right so next piece of news that we got is something that excited me actually and that is this spiral trailer i actually uh recorded a video uh reacting to it but we get to react to it together here so i'm going to give you the stage what do you think about this trailer well first off i haven't even heard of this shit you text this to me and i'm like what the hell is this like at first i thought it was like a spoof i think i even asked you is this a spoof and then i saw i saw the trailer when i got home and i'm like okay chris rock i can get behind this and then i saw one of my favorites samuel Samuel jackson Yep. Yeah, and I was like, okay, I can feel this. So while I, while I'm like, oh my god, it's another Saw movie. I think this is gonna be a different take on it. Um, Twisted Pictures actually is still behind this because I saw the logo. Um, but I think it's gonna be a good take. Um, uh, Chris Rock is the EP on this, so I think it's gonna be a different take than what we're used to seeing. And just based on the trailer, it looks good. I mean, we'll see what we'll see what we get. Um, it looks like. I'm assuming that it's going to be a copycat killer and they're targeting cops. Um, that's what that's what the feel is. But what do you think? I mean, the theme of Saw has always been revenge. Like we we, we didn't know that the first one, but as the Saw series kept going, it was Jigsaw. We saw that he was people that wronged him or he saw doing wrong. He put in these traps. I think that adding the spin that it's somebody targeting cops automatically makes it different. And the fact that they're calling it Spiral a the book of saw or a book of saw subtitle is there um i think i don't know if it's going to be yeah it's, well it's going to be a capricot ketter but i just i don't know man i it's just really felt unique and interesting for me um to see the cops talking you know we in the first saw we got the cops story a little bit more into it but it, it this one just feels different so i'm excited until i see something that just really is like cheesy what i will say is that it worries me we didn't see any traps for real other than at the end with Chris Rock being tied to the thing like the first one, we didn't really see much what the traps are going to look like. And that's what I'm going to be interested to see as we get more trailers from this movie is the traps. Well, one thing I, I've always talked about, and we kind of touched on this a little bit one day in a conversation we were having over the phone. Sometimes trailers give up too much shit. True. So a lot of people like the traps 
and like seeing the whole that whole shit. So maybe they didn't want to give too much away, and maybe that's why. And also, it's the first trailer. Maybe we'll see more traps in the later trailers to come. Uh, movie comes out in a couple months, May first, I believe, is the release date. Yeah, no, this I wasn't. I wonder why they didn't hold it off because uh, traditionally, Saw movies always released around Halloween. October. Yeah. I remember Saw one. I'll never forget it. I believe it was two thousand five because that year. A lot of good horror movies came out in 2005. Uh, I believe it was 2004, 2005. And uh, I remember Saw being one of them, yeah. Wow. All right, so the next thing that we got. So one of the movies that we, like, honestly, I think it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life was the Child's Play remake. Easily the worst movie of 2019. So I was just, I, I was looking, and I don't remember how I came across it, but this movie called Charles, and I saw the poster first, and I'm like, that's Chucky. That's interesting. I wonder if that's the new one. Uh, that they're making because we know that the series is coming out, the Child's Play series. So that's kind of where my mind went to. I do my research on it and um, find out that this is was made as a fan film that they actually uh, put on like Indiegogo, one of those crowdfunding sites, and they released the too, yeah. yeah, they released the trailer. This got funded, made, and apparently it's so good it's getting a theatrical release. What do you think about this? Did you get a chance to watch the trailer? Uh, I didn't watch it today, but I actually heard about this a long time ago. But let me tell you why I never mentioned it to you. I thought we see fan trailer. Go on YouTube. There's 100,000 fan trailers on every movie under the sun. So I literally thought like someone really like probably who's studying film really went above and beyond to make this. I never thought this is going to be a real thing. Uh, until maybe a couple weeks ago i thought it was literally some fan that made this just for youtube i didn't realize that there was a kiss kickstarter and indiegogo and i found it out about a couple weeks ago and i'm only now finding out through you now that it's gonna be a theatrical release i didn't and also when i you know um saw the trailer they didn't say anything about theatrical release so i didn't know i thought it was gonna be like a straight to dvd type thing or uh um you sell a streaming on uh, yeah, on Amazon or some shit like that. So I'm definitely pumped because let me tell you, based on the the uh, trailer, and if you have not seen the trailer, please go ahead and check it out. This looks like the type of movie that we wanted with the remake of Child's Play. Yeah. It looks like it's not necessarily following the storyline 100% to the T, yeah. but it's something we can work with. And the, the movie's name is Charles, so I think they're going to play on, on him before he was a doll. Obviously, we're going to get him as the doll. That's the iconic part. But we're probably going to get some backstory into this as well, which is what I think it should have been in the remake, not whatever the fuck we got, whatever the hell that was. Yeah, and uh, and... In in the trailer, it says that it's the scary. It's going to be the scariest Chucky movie yet, and that really has me interested in, in it. Like, and they actually they say that with every movie that comes out. They actually got the uh, like I think the original company who made the first doll made this one or something like that. That's why I kept on saying like, man, whoever made this shit was it looks identical, but that makes sense. So it it and it just it says a lot because it may put automatically put me in the mind of like Paranormal Activity, which was supposed to be a student film, which then. Somebody picked up and it just blew up. The fact that, that they're putting this in theaters so soon after a remake that people hated makes me think that they that the people behind this who decided to put it in theaters really believe that this is the one that the fans are going to like. Because you can't follow it up with two things that are bad because at that point the franchise is it's already in the toilet. So you have to try to lift it up. Did you peep the release date? It's May 1st, right? Same as Saw. Which is crazy as fuck. Yeah. yeah. I do think, though, um, if we're talking nostalgia, I think Child's Play has a, has a little bit more nostalgia Absolutely. only because it's an older movie. And um, even though there was only, well, actually, I was going to say there's only three of them. There's actually like six of them or seven of them. But 
Uh, and I'll be interested to see who wins on the box office. Yeah, it's gonna. It's, uh, and I think this is where the Child's Play remake coming. Literally, it's gonna be a year uh, by the time, not even a full year by the time this one comes out. It's going. It may hurt it because people may be like, you know, because a lot. While we know and we're in the know with being filmed, a lot of people are gonna see this and, and automatically go right to thinking it's a, oh, it's a sequel to what came out last year, and they're gonna be like, "Fuck that! I'm not going to see that shit." Now I remember you mentioning isn't there supposed to be some sort of um child's play TV series coming? Yes. So that one is actually directly so all these child's play sequels that the original creators have been making, um, that's why they're labeled as Chucky movies now. They've all followed the same line, and that TV series is going to be in continuity with all the film all the original eight films from that from the original movie that are in that continuity i think that's coming to netflix or shutter one of the two when is that coming though do you know 2020 i I think it's coming this year okay okay so yeah that'll be interesting to see yeah do you do so like when you saw this first one i sent it to you i know you're probably expecting to be disappointed uh but no because i had started already okay yeah the, the and just the look at the doll and like that last scene when we that's got me excited more than anything yeah yeah for sure the look at the doll i'm like okay this seems legit yeah oh and the series is actually it is coming 2020 and it's coming to sci-fi sci-fi that's so, an interesting one so that makes me worried about how much gore is going to be able to be in it and maybe you know not relying on gore may work for it, but that has me a little concerned because sci-fi shows I don't have a good track record with liking shows on sci-fi. I don't really watch. I mean, I think the last time I watched sci-fi, I don't even remember what I watched on sci-fi. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. But we got one last topic today, JB, before we go, and that is doing some box office predictions. You want to go ahead and set the stage for this one? Yeah, so and this is something that we're going to be doing a lot, um, you know, whenever there's a big blockbuster or, you know, a movie we want to talk about. We're going to give some predictions on what we think is coming out. And the movie we happen to choose is the next quote unquote blockbuster coming out, uh, Margot Robbie in Birds of Prey. Um, So what do you want? Do you want to do predictions for like what the weekend box office is going to be? Yeah, let's do it. Are we doing domestic or worldwide? Let's do... Let's do domestic. Let's do domestic. All right. So looking at the Rotten Tomatoes just got released for it and has, I think, a 86, between 86 and 89 percent. Audience or? Well, no audience because it hasn't come out yet. So that's just just, uh, critics. And that was 65 critics that left that. Um, So with that being said, that puts it at the Rotten Tomatoes is one of one of the higher DC movies. And I think. With Joker being as good as what it was, people are going to show, show up to see what it, even though it's completely different continuity, completely different tones, I think people are starting to trust DC as a brand. So I'm Not to go. cut you off. I don't mean to cut you off, bro. Yeah. Sorry. But is it a, is it a different tone? Because I feel like I'm feeling this type of thing because it's more that R, this is definitely already because I know the movie's yeah. packed with cursing but and it's shit. A diff- it's way different tone than Joker, bro. When I say tone, I'm talking about sort of the R-rated tone. That's what I'm talking well, about because R rated isn't a tone; it's a rating. I, I understand, but I'm talking about the adult themes. Okay. In Marvel movies, you don't really get too much adult theme. It's more comedy and action mm-hmm. for the with the Marvel movies. I haven't watched much Marvel movies, but that's the ones I watched. That's the take I got. With Joker, it was totally not that. I mean, yeah, there was there was tidbits of comedy and stuff in it, but it was more of a dr- straight drama. Yeah. And I think this is gonna is gonna have your comedy, but it's going to be drama. No, this is not um, gonna be drama at all, bro. You don't think it's gonna be this any drama not, at all? This is gonna Just be more comedy? Deadpool than drama. Like they've already, she's gonna be talking, breaking the third wall, talking to the audience. It's Harley Quinn. It's ba- everything. As much as the reviews are good, it's labeled. Everybody said it's basically a Harley Quinn movie with Birds of Prey added in. So with that character being what it is, it's 
it's going to be more Deadpool than it is Joker, even though it's rated R. You think so? It's just straight comedy. Yeah, more for more. It's more played for laughs. I think it's not going to be drama. I don't think we're going to get any anything dramatic really in this. And I hope I, I may be wrong, but I don't think it's going to be drama at all. Now that you're saying that, I could see that. But let's get to the predictions. What do you think for the I, weekend? I'm going to go fifty six million domestic box opening. I swear to God, bro, I'm not I'm not lying. I was gonna say fifty eight million. <laughs> cool. So I was thinking fifty eight to sixty million yeah, um domestic. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's gonna be the weekend. Which I, would pretty much be successful because on that rate they're definitely gonna do a hundred uh, million. They, plus. they made it for eighty million. So it's definitely gonna be successful. Um they what what they're I think what DC learned to do after Justice League and you know Aquaman was already in the in the pipe, and uh, the Wonder Woman sequel that was that came off a huge movie, so that makes sense why that one has a higher budget. But I think DC is realizing, all right, this is what we can do with a lower budget and still be successful. That way, they're not don't have egg on their face like with Justice League. They had a huge budget, so they're putting themselves in a situation to where they really have the opportunity to test things because they're not spending the Marvel budget on these movies. So what I don't off the top of your head, do you remember what Aquaman and Shazam and Wonder Woman did? Uh, I know. Uh, well, Aquaman did a billion. So it did a billion. It did a billion. Joker did a billion. Um, and uh, is, is DC slowly like trying to get on that Marvel level? I don't think Marvel level. I think they're cutting out their, they're cutting out their own lane. Like you said, I mean, the, like, not everyone's going to all the movies are going to be rated R, but they're really, I think, starting to figure out what's going to work for them. I don't think they're ever going to be where Marvel is, where every film crosses a billion. Like at this point, I think like the last six Marvel movies all crossed a billion other than Ant-Man. Um, but they're they're getting to where people trust them. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. But so we'll see what we get. I don't know what else they got in the pipeline, but I mean, I'm happy with DC right now. I mean, they're coming out with some good stuff. Yeah, Aquaman was good. Wonder Woman was good. I enjoyed Shazam for what it was. Um, uh, Joker clearly was amazing. Uh, I, I have high hopes for this one. And then next is Wonder Woman uh, 1984, which looks great as well. So Right. Yeah, and, so it'll be interesting to see. And then they got Black Adam with The Rock coming out. And we know The Rock All usually, right. more than not, always is going to be box office gold. So Yeah, he's, he's usually a big draw. So, I mean, the last thing I kind of wanted to talk about, unless you got anything else, is February's. We're actually in February right now. What's your uh, what's your most anticipated for February? Because obviously our most anticipated January didn't go that well. <laughs> it's definitely I think I think it's Harley Quinn. Um, I'm trying to think what else comes out in February. We got uh, Harley no Quinn. no 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 Fantasy Island. Fantasy I'm Island. I'm so excited for Fantasy Island. Like just the fact that they turned that into a horror movie. Yeah, yes. Fantasy Island is definitely my my most anticipated. Yeah, I would definitely have to say Fantasy Island, a hundred percent. We went live. Um, and I, I definitely brought that up. Fantasy Island, number one on my list for February. But there's still some other amazing movies that I think are going to be on there. We have Brahms 2 coming out. Yeah. We have Invisible Man coming out. Uh, Birds of Prey, Bloodshot. Um, just a shit ton of movies coming out. Another one that I call me crazy, but Guns of Akimbo. I really, really am excited to see that movie. Have you seen? The I don't even know. What, I have no idea what, even what that is. So it has Daniel Radcliffe in it, and he like has these, and Samara Weaving's in it too, who was in Ready or Not. Um, okay. The it, the um the the um the, bride. the star. Yeah. yeah okay. The star. And he has like these guns attached to his hand. Like you got to see the trailer. Like the tone of it is fucking. It just. It. I really, really. It spoke to me. So I, I'm really excited for that one too. Interesting. I might have to check it out. There's something else I feel like we're forgetting. A huge movie in February that we're forgetting. Um, but, yeah. I mean, February for sure is going to be a better month than January because January was just... Well, don't say for fire. sure. 
Uh, no, 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 man. I feel comfortable saying that with Brahms two and 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 you know, Bloodshot and Fantasy Island, Birds of Prey. I feel very, very comfortable. Well, we'll see, bro. But that has been another episode. Go ahead and give them your social media, JB. Let's get the hell out of here. Let's go ahead and wrap it up. But yeah, Twitter, I can reach at the P1JB. That's at T-H-E-P-1-J-B. You can also find me around Facebook, <laughs> at which CEO is going to get into right now. And you can follow me at CEO Hayes. It's at C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. And every other week, we will be going live on Facebook to do Ask the Film Bros. If you want to ask us any questions about film or TV, you can also follow us collectively at the Film Bros on both Instagram and uh, Twitter. And also make sure you go and check out our Facebook discussion group. That is the Film Frequency there as well, where not only are you going to get that live video, but it's just some great discussions going on built around film going on there. Absolutely, and that's a wrap. That's a wrap. We're out this bitch. Peace. Peace.